Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's here for my good pal, Connor Rogers. Connor, good, oh, well, I was going to say good morning, but good afternoon to you, my friend. It's been a long time. How are you, my friend? I'm great, Nate. Always great to talk to you, man. How are you? I'm well, man. I can't complain. Uh, you know, the we're on Hopkins Watch over here in Buffalo, uh, which is an exciting time. And uh, I know you're on Rogers Watch. So it's like we're kind of both sitting in these weird places where, you know, I think we'd like some other things other than the watch to be talked about because I'd like to start talking about, you know, what it looks like with Rogers in that offense. I'm sure that's what you want to talk about and then talk about what it's going to be like for Hopkins to be in this offense rather than what the trade compensation is going to be for these guys. I'm with you. The arms race continues, right? We saw Miami kind of come hot out of the gate. They got Jalen Ramsey. It really goes back to them getting Vic Fangio the bag to come there and call their defense. Uh, We'll see what New England does, how aggressive they get. They did spend some money in free agency, but after Miami, the Jets and the Bills are obviously the teams just pushing every last chip into the middle of the table that they can. And it's going to be fun because when you look at the Bills, especially these two teams' matchups last year, the Jets' problem, of course, was the quarterback yep. play, and the Bills' problem was probably getting a little bit more out of a number two target. Yep. Not that Gabe Davis is a bad player, but, hey, when Sauce Gardner lines up against Stephon Diggs and they battle, is there another guy on the field that could be that dominant threat? And if you threw Hopkins into the middle of that, I mean, that's going to be some clash of the Titans kind of stuff that would make a powerful Bills offense even better. So it, it, we say this – it feels like we've said this a lot over the years, but I guess with the Jets in the fray a little bit more if they close the deal on Rodgers – it feels like the AFC East is the division to watch in football this year. No doubt. And, you know, listen, I've been kind of back and forth this whole time on on Rodgers. And, you know, I think part of it is, and, and Jeremy, my, the morning show host I was on this week with, and, you know, I think he made a good point about, like, sometimes when you're a fan of another team, you kind of look at teams, especially teams within your division, and you say, well, Roger, Rogers, why the heck would you want to do Rogers? Rogers at this point is 39 years old. Maybe you're getting one, maybe two years from him in this window. And, and then I try to think back to like where the Bills were when they were kind of in their playoff drought. And I think if you felt like you had a team that was close and was really a quarterback away, I guess it really doesn't matter how long you get that quarterback for. Because if you win a Super Bowl, it's like the same conversation that's going on with, with Rams fans. People across the league are like, oh my God, look at the Rams just dismantling a Super Bowl roster. I bet you they really regret all those trades and drafting all those draft capitals. Like, no, I don't think that they're regretting winning a Super Bowl, but it's also not a given. Like, the Bills can go and trade for DeAndre Hopkins. It doesn't mean they'll win a Super Bowl. It certainly gives them a better opportunity to. Same thing with Aaron Rodgers. But it feels like if you don't take that swing, Connor, that 
you're just going to find yourself in the same position. And let's be honest, I mean, if it's musical chairs, you guys kind of waited out the, this quarterback process for one guy, um, and there's not a lot of other names, really, that the, that the Jets could go after to fix the problem they've got at the quarterback position. This is, this is Rodgers or bust, right? Yeah, it really is, and you're right. It's not ideal in a scenario that you're probably operating in a one-year window, maybe a two-year window if everything goes great here and Rodgers really wants to play and he's rejuvenated, uh, but you're not operating with the mindset that that's a given. But on the flip side, you'd, you know, you'd love to have the luxury of, of the Bill situation where you have Josh Allen and you're trying to fit the pieces around him. That's how the Chiefs are going to operate with Mahomes and the Bengals, and maybe to a lesser extent. They'll operate that way with Burrow. We just haven't seen the Bengals operate as – an ultra-aggressive franchise, uh, you know, yeah, and with Burrow there, you hope that they do. But that's the place you want to be. But the reality is it's just it's so hard to get there. And for the Jets, you look at the AFC. In my opinion, you have two choices if you're in the AFC. You either are going to continue your rebuild and retool, and that's not an option for the Jets anymore. If they continue that next year, everybody's fired. And then the second thing is, well, if you're going to compete, look around you. You're dealing with Mahomes. You're dealing with Allen in your own division. You're dealing with Burrow. Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence should only get better. That's what I keep telling yep. people. It's not like the Jaguars and the Chargers are going to be stagnant. They're, those teams are going to get better. So you got to go to what should be get, what gives you the most success or projects to give you the most success. And I know a lot of people look at, well, why wouldn't you get a former MVP that's 26 years old in Lamar Jackson? And listen, sign me up. But I just think word is out, especially you look at Joe Douglas's relationship with Baltimore. I think everybody knows if you put all your chips in on that, the Ravens are going to match that offer. So there's a lot of risk there as well. So it's left the Jets in a uh, less than ideal spot. But if you get Aaron Rodgers, you could do much, much worse than that. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, listen, I, I, I don't want to even have the conversation with you because I'm so tired about this conversation about leverage. Who has more of it? Who cares? <laughs> um, both teams have a level of, of, of leverage. Who, who has more, I guess, is really kind of irrelevant. But, you know, I, I do think that I, I, this common narrative I keep seeing is, well, the leverage really is in the Jets' hands because they could just go negotiate with Lamar Jackson whenever they want. And I'm like, okay, well, then they should do that, but they're not going to. No team is going to, at least it appears. What do you make of this Lamar Jackson situation? And are you at all surprised that there hasn't been more of a, at least, And listen, I, I would say that a lot of the reporting that I've seen is that Woody, you know, Woody Johnson's kind of really behind wanting to get Rodgers that's his guy, whether or not that's Joe Douglas's guy all in or not, I guess is kind of a moot point when the owner wants a guy, you go get the guy. But are you at all surprised that there isn't more of a maybe conversation being had internally there in New York that even if just for leverage purposes, that maybe we should at least have a conversation with Lamar Jackson? Yeah, I think the issue is they met with Rodgers and Rodgers seems to be all in on playing for the Jets. And once the Jets got that green light from him that he's there he wants to be there he wants to be very involved in the team building process to maximize what they do there the jets don't want to in a sense do him dirty i guess and look elsewhere and, and break that bridge of trust but lamar jackson league-wide it, it's just completely puzzling and kind of has a dirty feel to it if you really draw back the deshaun watson pursuit a year ago where you had what four teams we knew the basically it felt like much of the nfc south understandably was in on him, and the Browns end up getting him on that guaranteed contract. Well, fast forward, okay, if the Panthers love their staff, which I really do, and they want to go up to number one and draft a quarterback, that's fine. They've failed with other veterans. That's okay. Atlanta, you're telling me Atlanta's not in on Lamar Jackson? You're telling me that wouldn't galvanize that Atlanta fan base, and you're going to roll out 
Desmond Ritter and Taylor Heineke in year one of Arthur Smith's tenure? I mean, come on. Like, I just I, there's there are homes for Lamar Jackson that somebody should be re- getting ready to bag and and at least try it. What do you if you're Atlanta at this point? Like, what does it hurt to try? Right? Who are you stuck to? Guaranteed to that you can't move on from if you somehow got Lamar Jackson. And if the Ravens match the offer, who can, are you hurting Desmond Ritter's feelings? Are you hurting Taylor Heineken's feelings? Yeah, like I, yeah. it, for the Jets, it's a little different because Rodgers is such a mercurial kind of personality yep. that right. you want to be all in with him and you got him to be all in with you. So I understand the risk in that. But the Lamar Jackson scenario from a bird's eye view is very, very puzzling. It's puzzling and it's, it's you know, kind of borders troublesome because – what it sort of feels yeah. like is who – and I made this a good question for you. is like who do you kind of feel dirtier about? Do you feel like the league itself or, or do you feel like the Ravens uh, kind of have a, a weird, I don't know, like place in this whole thing too because they placed this, you know, this tag on, 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 on Lamar that is not often used. It's certainly not often used on quarterbacks. And knowing that they were going to do it and that no team was really going to step up to the plate and force their hand – I don't. I guess I don't know who to feel weirder about the Ravens or the rest of the league. It's a little bit of both, as everything is, right? I think to put it in perspective, because you make a great point bringing up the level of tag they put on him. If the Giants didn't reach a deal with Daniel Jones, that was the tag Daniel Jones was getting. And, and sure, Daniel Jones had a nice year, large part thanks to Brian Dable, and you know, good for him and all those things. It's a different tier that Lamar Jackson right. is on, so. I guess for the Ravens, the way I try to look at it from a team-building perspective, and I don't know what to believe, which offers are true, but apparently they've tried really hard. They've had good guarantees. They've had top, what, three to five guarantees. If you believe the offers, they're just working with the leverage that's been given to them. The rest of the league, my problem is if there's an opportunity to get significantly better at the most important position in all of football, and you're just not even turning over that stone – it's very strange to me, and I think a worse look there because the Ravens are looking around saying, okay, well, you know, your market dictates what you are, and this is your market right now, so we're not going to overplay our hand. As bad as that is, as bad as that appears, but the rest of the teams allowing them to be able to operate that way to me is the bigger issue at hand because it's pretty obvious their comfort level of using that non-exclusive tag, they had this information in their hands before placing that tag on him. Yeah, and you know it's the conversation around Lamar, like amongst his peers and then amongst the media too, has also been as like a a weird thing to me. I think every player agrees. Like Lamar Jackson's a former MVP; he's a top five quarterback in football. His the record of the Ravens when he plays versus when he doesn't. All of this sort of just speaks to how valuable of a player, and he's. 26, 27 years old. Like, I, I just, I sit in this place, Connor, with him in particular. Like, you know, obviously the, the conversation around some of these other teams, you, you're spot on about Atlanta. Like, that's the team that has always made sense to me. And for them to just basically be the first one to say, eh, I'm out, is weird. But, like, that's also what I guess I don't understand from the Ravens' perspective here, Connor. Because if today you decided you want to trade Lamar Jackson, you're getting more of the two first-round picks, and you're not—you probably could go to a team that's got two first-round picks this year or something, right? Like, and and get a lot more draft capital and maybe a player involved in that. Instead, they're taking the risk of basically getting two first-round picks in the next two years to let him walk out the door. And you have obviously the right of first refusal. You can decide to match or not that contract. But I don't know. It just. You're right about, like, yeah, that makes sense for Daniel Jones. It just doesn't make sense for Lamar Jackson. And I guess it's why I'm so confused the team hasn't tried to take advantage of it. 
Right. The only thing I can think of is there is a structural problem here, right? That when you do that offer, I believe it's a five-day window. And a, a lot of te- – that five-day window didn't exist. Say it was a 24-hour window. A lot of teams could have came out in the opening of free agency, which is Wednesday for the Lamar Jets. It's another structural problem. It's not the legal tampering period. It's the actual 4 p.m. opening on that Wednesday, two full days later, when free agency opens, that you could talk to him. So say it was a 24-hour period, not a five-day period. You make the offer, Baltimore matches. You're not, you know, completely SOL, right? There's other quarterback options on the table. Like, for example, and it's just funny to keep bringing up this name, but it is the world we live in. Atlanta could have came out of the gate, did that. They don't get him. And then they go, okay, well, we really like Taylor Heineke, and he's still there. So we'll go get that done. A lot of teams operated in the sense of, and I don't agree with this, but I'm trying to explain the structural problem of, well, it's a five-day window. We don't get him on the fifth day. The free agent market's gone. That's day seven of free agency, five full days after the official opening, seven full days after the legal tampering period. So the way the league wrote the structure of how this whole non-exclusive negotiating window uh, operates is a complete disaster for a player that has that tag placed on them. Connor, I, I want to go back to to the AFC East and let's talk about the the Dolphins for a second. And you know, I'm, I'm really interested in your take because obviously Tua ends the season on the injury, you know, on the shelf and doesn't play in the playoffs against the Bills. And you know, what else is new? That's kind of been his his mo is when he's played, he's played well, um, but. You know, that's the problem is he doesn't play enough. And I'm wondering, though, and I had this conversation with Jeremy yesterday, and, like, I I think about that three-week stretch last year. I think it was... Um, and and I dropped quite the name on him on a, on a Friday morning at like 6.45 a.m. I was like, the Chargers rolled out Alohi Gilman and held them to one touchdown in that game. And then then you, you saw the Packers. They they really um, seemed like they figured out and used the blueprint that we saw um, the Chargers use. And then the 49ers and then, um, and then the Packers. And then the Bills kind of went a different route and, and he got kind of got back on track in that Bills game towards the end of last season. But do you think that like... There's a little bit of a script now, a blueprint out for Tua on how to slow that passing offense down. And if there is, maybe, you know, investing more on the defensive side of the ball really might come in handy for them because I don't know that I believe that offense is going to replicate what we saw the first, like, four weeks and then when Tua came back. I think we're going to see more of what we saw towards the end of last season where that offense sputtered and they still they didn't make any changes on the offensive line to be able to run the football, Connor. So that, that last point you just made is, is the dart on the bullseye for me, that we get so enamored, right? And this, is, this conversation has nothing to do with the defensive side of the ball, which Miami did a marvelous job of this offseason. They're going to be a very, very uh, capable and much improved unit. But the offensive side, which is in this era, it feels like wins championships or gets you far, wins divisions. They just kind of feel like a Ferrari without a garage right now. They have all these incredible weapons in the offense. They have incredible speed at both running back and wide receiver. Tua, when he plays, can function in Mike McDaniel's offense, which is incredibly well-structured. But the name of the game, uh, and you ask, you know, can they replicate it, can you slow him down, is getting pressure and hitting him. That's what it is. And the offensive line is not any better than last year. Sure, two years, you know, a year ago, they signed Teron Armstead, who's a great player, when he plays. He's always battling something, and that's their best player on the offensive line. The interior and the right side still has a lot of different holes. So are we thinking that two is not going to be hit as much this year, or do we think two is going to be able to play a full season? I can't confidently say that, and I thought they would be a little bit more aggressive in the backup quarterback market. And listen, we all love Mike White here. There's no denying that, but what is Mike White's issue? 
he never plays. He's always hurt. He, he gets hit, he, and to a fault, he hangs in the pocket, makes tough throws, but he gets hurt. It's just the nature of it. So are the Dolphins at some point this year going to be back to square one where, sure, they got great play out of Tua for a stretch. They got really good backup quarterback play from Mike White. But you end up with Skylar Thompson. Very comfortable and confident <laughs> in it. Are you back to Skylar Thompson? Yeah. I mean, it just doesn't feel like they're that far away from that, and that's why it's hard for me, as talented as they are, as well coached as they are, as talented as they are, to fully believe in Miami for that, you know, let's call it in 19-week season when you look at the playoffs and yeah. everything of that nature. It's very, very difficult. Well, listen, man, I hope the next time you and I chat, the Bills got DeAndre Hopkins and the Jets have Aaron Rodgers because it'll give us uh, – we, we'll, we'll talk more scheme. We'll talk more how that looks on the other side. But I appreciate you taking time with me, man. It was good to talk to you again. Enjoy the spring, and uh, we'll, be, uh, we'll be watching you uh, on NBC with, with your boy Matthew Barry. It's got to be tough if you're Barry, you know, because, you know, as, as a bald man on TV having to sit next to you with the hair, it's, it's got to be tough for him. Uh, we have such a good time with I it, know. man, and he's such a good sport about it. I, gu- I guess when you're as famous and successful as him, you kind of just stop caring yeah, that's probably uh, right. about who's sitting next to you, and that's, that's, that's right. I totally respect that move from him. But, Nate, it's always a blast talking to you, man. Thanks so much for having me on. Appreciate you, buddy. Talk soon. Connor Rogers there of NBC Sports on the West Her Hotline. You can check him out. Um, he's on the NBC Sports Happy Hour with Matthew Barry, um, which you should obviously, the fantasy football happy hour. Um, he's great. A lot of NFL draft stuff. You can follow him on Twitter, Connor J. Rogers. He's been on the been on the show, been on the station a whole bunch. Uh, we're we're big kind of Rogers fans here in Western New York. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.